Well, whenever a new book arrives from our good friend Mitch Album, it uh, is a big event. It, it means in our household that that's one less concern I have about what to get the girls. Christmas gifts. Or the guys. <laughs> uh, because yeah. uh, everybody wants to see Mitch's and read Mitch's latest book. In this case, it's called The Little Liar. It is a tale set during the Holocaust and really brings into mind what is truth and who do we believe. And we are joined by the best-selling author and also uh, WJR radio host Mitch Album this morning. Hey, Mitch. Hi, Guy. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hey. This really is, I mean, the, the you've kind of been talking about this concept for a while. How long have you had this story banging around in your head? About 10 years. Uh, I heard a, I heard a tale in a museum once about how the Nazis used to use Jewish people to lie to other Jewish people on the train platforms. And I thought, you know, there's something just terrible about that, but also a lesson to be learned about truth and lying. And I created this story about an 11-year-old boy who lives in Greece who's never told a lie in his life, and he's known in his village as the most honest kid. And when the Nazis come in, they, they find out about him and they kidnap him. And they say to him, listen, you can go back to your family. All you have to do is stand on these train tracks and tell the people who are there that the trains are going to new jobs and new homes and everything's going to be fine and they'll believe you. And then you can go back to your family. So he does this thinking everything's fine and that he's telling the truth. And on the last day of the last train, he sees his own family being pushed inside a boxcar and he finds out that they're being sent to the concentration camps in Auschwitz. And from that point forward, it follows him for the next 40 years through the war and everything that happens to show the consequences of this one lie, the first lie that he ever told, and how it affected him, his family, the people around him, and what he has to do to be forgiven in his mind. So it deals with the whole concept of truth and lying. It also deals with hope and, and forgiveness and the love of a family to uh, to heal. And, and Mitch is narrated by the, the voice of truth it, itself. How do how can we uh, apply what's in this book to, to society today? Well, you know, um, what I learned in my research, Lloyd, was that the Nazis didn't do what they did because they had bigger guns. They did it because they had bigger lies. And they convinced their own people, and they lied to the world about what they were doing, and they certainly lied to all the people that they murdered in those camps. Well, we live in a time right now where there's a lot of lying going on, especially from people in power, and people are choosing their own truths. You know, I'm going to listen to this station or this TV channel, and I'm not going to watch the other one. And So we need to remember that there's only one truth, and we have to work hard to try to find out what it is. But when people start inventing their own, dangerous things can happen. Mitch, I can't read for pleasure that much with a one-year-old, but I did start reading your book and, you know, it starts on the train and how these people are going to Auschwitz and just horrible atrocities. But there was a portion of it, you said there were more Jewish people than the guards there and they could have overtaken him, but because of these lies and the lack of truth, they didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, they weren't even, I mean, the, the, the lies were so extensive, they actually told people, and this is all fact, that give us your money. Uh, now, your Greek money, because it won't be good where you're going in Poland, but uh, here's a receipt. Take this receipt, and when you get to Poland, you turn it in, and you'll get Polish money. And they actually did that, because people tend to want to believe that things can't be as bad as they possibly seem, but that can be dangerous as well. I also want to point out, though, that it's not, because the book starts very rough, because you can't tell a Holocaust story and not start rough, but it 
it shifts and it goes to the time when this little boy, Nico, grows up and he, he becomes basically a pathological liar. He can't tell the truth anymore. He comes to America. He changes names. He changes identities. He doesn't want anybody to know who he is because he's ashamed of what he did. And he becomes this reclusive kind of millionaire living far, far away. And his family and the girl who loves him spend the book trying to find him and trying to you know let him know that he's he's okay with them and there's a lot of hope in the book uh and by the end you know a lot of inspiration because that's that's kind of the way i write uh so i don't want anybody to be scared that it doesn't have that but it, it is an important subject no but i will tell you both both jamie and i were moved to tears uh in in the f- first pages uh and there's not many books that have done that to me but 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 yes it does get more hopeful the deeper you get into it so it's kind of a cautionary tale it is certainly a metaphor for what's happening today. But uh, truth truth in this book, by being the narrator, gets gets to get a lot off his chest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's tired and haggard, that truth. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's a he. We he or she. she. Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, telling the story with the, uh, you know, it's, the book basically begins, you can, you can trust the story you're about to hear because I'm the only thing you can trust. I'm the shadow you can't outrun. I am truth. And, and, you know, when you start a book like that, you figure people are going to want to read, you know, what's truth got to say about the world? And you see how, how it's brokenhearted so many times. And it says, you know, why did you, why did you do this to me? Why do you smash me into pieces? Why do you disrespect me? You know, and I, I thought that that was a great way to sort of tell a big, a big story with a big narrator. And a lot of people have commented on it already who have read that, that they enjoy that. So maybe I did the right thing. Yeah, I, I think people probably feel like that about truth today. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I do. Look, I, I, I hate to say it, you know, I thought I came up with this kind of novel idea about a, a, a boy's innocence being used against him in his honesty. And then I was with Anderson Cooper a couple of days ago, who just got back from Israel and reporting. And he said, well, he, he heard about my book. He read it. He said, did you hear the story about this guy, Tomer? I said, no. He said, Tomer was an Israeli kid. And when Hamas invaded on October 7th, they found him and they grabbed him and they threatened to kill his family if he did not go door to door in his village and knock on every door and say, it's OK to come out. You oh know, they're gone. And when people came out, they shot them. Oh my and God. then when they were done with him, they killed him. Well, so they, the nonfiction version imagine, of your. Book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you can't even imagine the horrors that people can do. So it is a cautionary tale. Well, they said this was, you know, the Holocaust all over again for a different generation. And there are similar themes. Yeah, I, I don't. Jamie, I don't. I, I think we should all be very careful not to compare. Oh, this is another Holocaust. The Holocaust was a singular event. Six yeah. million Jews, many, many more. But there are warnings. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be a comparison. It should be a warning. And a warning, whenever people start lying and justifying killing, that's a warning. And mm-hmm. we should pay attention to it. Mitch, why did it take you 10 years to write this? I, I, it's such a compelling idea. It's busy, guy. It doesn't work as quickly. It's not plumbing, you know. No, <laughs> like, I, I, sometimes it's... It, you don't turn the faucet and the water comes out and you just got to wait uh. and noodles around in your head. <laughs> no, but was there something you about you felt it? now was the time? No, because I started writing it two years ago. So I can't, you know, I can't take any credit for the fact that it came out at a, at a time when it could be used. I just wanted to, you know, I had heard the story and it was about adults. And I thought, oh, there's a lot of Holocaust books. I don't want to write just another Holocaust book. I don't want it to be just in, in concentration camps, things like that. And then, uh, 
I was reminded, you know, I lived in Greece for a while, so I knew when I was a kid, and I knew a lot about what happened in Greece. Most people don't know that Greece was even invaded by the Nazis, let alone the, the city in Greece where this takes place was actually the largest Jewish population uh, percentage-wise of any city in Europe, including, you know, Poland, Germany, France, yeah. and it was wiped out, wiped out, wiped out. 95% of the Jewish people were killed there by the, by the Nazis. So I got the idea of a Greek boy. And once it became about a boy and about kids, and you know, I, I love kids and I spent a lot of time with kids at our orphanage in Haiti. Then I was able to sort of click into it and say, all right, let's start with a, a kid's innocence being taken away, a boy who's never told a lie before yeah. and is tricked into a lie. And that's when it kind of came together. It is a timely parable. It is on sale now, correct? Yeah, today's the first day. Excellent. And you will be on the 21st at uh, Kensington Church in Lake Orion, also Temple Israel in West Bloomfield on the 27th, book signings in Northville and Ann Arbor in December. And uh, Mitch, I, this it's, it's, a, it's a timely book, and I, I can't wait to get deeper into it. Thank you. Well, you guys are great. I appreciate it. And I am actually taking a shower now and going to the Today Show, uh, where I'll be talking with Hoda and uh, Jenna at 1045 or something like that. Well, it's so, a step down, but we appreciate you. No, 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 no. I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> now, you'll notice which one I did first, guys. There you yes, go. Sir. Yeah, there right. you go. Yes, sir. Mitch, yeah, take care and, and safe travels right. on, on the road with the book. Love Thank you. Thank you. See you all later. Okay. See you, Bye-bye.